0: thanks for listening to the roman circus podcast a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of catholic culture tradition and history i'm matt baker and with me as always is our podcast stranger things zach mabry zach how are you my friend
1: you know i'm feeling a bit a bit strange over here
0: Mm-hmm. very good get it yeah i do get it okay good maximum efficiency yes if you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z-A-C Mabry. Uh, the podcast is at Roman Circus Pod. Email us, podcast at blog.com. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. And, uh, yeah, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice review if you haven't yet. We always appreciate it other than that Zach you got anything you need to plug
1: um I don't think so you know uh, I feel like I'm I'm running short on grifts so hopefully by next week I have something else to to sell yeah hopefully we uh, something to hawk onto you guys
0: yeah hopefully we find some ultra rare coins or something and try and sell them
1: to you oh for sure I don't know You uh, could fabricate had a, great- a Marian apparition and open a hotel next to it but anyway
0: Um, (laughs) Anyway, we have a great interview today A friend of the show Great gentleman, Kaiser Johnson uh, What I did was last year I was like, hey, can you come on the podcast? And he's like, yep, I'd love to And then I just didn't schedule it until May So, you know, it's been a long time coming And uh, it it was uh, wonderful to chat with him
1: Yes, this is going to be excellent
0: Excellent shall we get to it matt wayne's world party time excellent boom yeah i think we should i don't really have anything else there there's no news uh no okay great news is canceled all right yeah let's do it here's the uh here's the interview zach there's this thing i say about my time in los angeles and it is that i met a lot of people a lot of great people and I rarely remember why or how I met them. And our guest today is very much included in all of that. He's a great person who I can't for the life of me remember how or when I met him. He just showed up one day and my life was improved because of it. Does that make sense, Zach? Does that? It does, I mean,
1: it's it's interesting because like, you know, in your case, I know it wasn't because you were like, drinking to excess when you would have met this supposed person so a lot of times when people are like oh i don't remember meeting them i'm like well those are the best stories but uh like in your case it's it's just you didn't ever take note of the the memory so yeah
0: no it's just absent mindedness he first and foremost he's a father he's a one ex father he has one one ex child which is great big fan of that he is a he's multi-talented he's an actor and he's a writer of a book like so he's done a lot that we haven't and we're excited to talk to him about all of it it's Kaiser Johnson the wonderful Kaiser Johnson welcome to the podcast thank
2: you for having me I'm glad to be here
0: Zach we uh, we've now had two people that were on my very first ever podcast. Kaiser came on my original podcast like six years ago.
2: Gosh, was mm-hmm. it that long ago? Wow. I don't know. It sounds about been... right. I mean, it sounds about right. Yeah. When if I really thinking about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And, uh, I'm curious to find out if anything has happened to him in the past six years. After he left my apartment that night, we decided never to talk unless it's on a podcast <laughs> again. Uh, so I think some things have I think some things have happened to him. Kaiser, what's the vibe? First of all, you're in L.A. We're on you're on lockdown. What's the quarantine vibe? What's the coronavirus vibe? Yeah, I mean, it's
2: you know, the we're hearing a lot about how you know things are getting rolled back and opened up and and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I think the governor just said like two days ago No, no, that wouldn't make sense. Friday, maybe must have said Friday, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that they're trying to get the film industry open and running again. Um, And then also that, uh, you know, except except L.A. County won't be able to do any until we get our 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 covid numbers down uh, and that kind of thing. And so um, then our mayor is also trying to, you know, uh, go, okay, well, how can we really, really crack down on these numbers? But, you know, they're opening up beaches as long as you keep moving you can't just sit around on the beach um and uh, who would want to sit on a beach i know just just absurd um but you know more businesses are are opening up um for pickup and and also some for just you know you're allowed to go inside and that kind of thing um so uh, you know things look like they're starting to um, i'm trying to
1: remember my trendy la foods i feel like it's been a minute have you gone out for any acai bowls no no
2: açaí bowls no uh we i i did pick us up a a blueberry iced coffee uh today. Um, I've never heard of that. Yeah, is, it, is know, that just like anyway, it's just then. actually it's it's just uh I think something about the beans have this blueberry flavor to them um even though it's uh, it's it was from Priscilla's iced coffee or Priscilla's coffee, excuse me. It's not just iced coffee. They do other stuff too. Um over on uh in in Burbank area. Um but they uh yeah it's it's really great really nice little you know one-off uh family run kind of coffee shop there so we uh we love it uh but yeah i guess i was reading an article the other day about uh the busiest uh, uh pickup restaurants in in la and it was like three chick-fil-as and uh and two in-and-out burgers or something like that so <laughs> you know that's i guess pretty standard yeah um yeah that's uh
1: there's a in dallas there's a park there's one spot where a chick-fil-a and a in and out share a parking lot and it, it's such a <laughs> hard choice to make of like which one to go
2: to it's it um, seems like you wouldn't even be able to drive past there without uh you know waiting an hour in traffic
1: yeah no that's true that, well i don't know they move <laughs> you through like start, i you know i i think that chick-fil-a should have been put in charge of uh the COVID 19 response and we would have we would have all already been tested for the virus for the antibodies we'd have a vaccine everyone would have done uh, it with a smile on their face yeah i mean they they can pretty much handle anything so
2: very efficient staff there i do i love them yeah.
1: kaiser
0: uh quick question what is give us a little breakdown on what where is it father dangerous bionic priest i uh, you know i was just kind of right. freshening up on your imdb and i that was a thing that I think we had,
2: we talked per- about on, on the first, uh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had,
0: so please, uh, that's what I had thought.
2: <laughs> so, cause, it, uh, cause yeah. it
0: was definitely, it was definitely one of those that I remember. Yeah. You know. So,
2: uh, father dangerous bionic priest, uh, for those who don't know is a, it's a, it's a, uh, series, um, that I wrote with a friend of mine, um, who about, uh, a, a, a priest who on the, Night of his ordination is, you know, uh, uh, he encounters a bunch of Satanists and is beat within an inch of his life, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, he's rebuilt in a secret laboratory uh, beneath the Vatican um, to handle situations for the Church where more pastoral solutions have been exhausted.
1: So this, these weren't your typical soy boy Satanists. These were like
2: <laughs> no, they were not your your run of the mill trendy sort of yeah uh, exactly that they were not those kind of Satanists. These are okay. serious Satanists who uh, <laughs> who wanted to kill him and they didn't succeed uh, and so you know the worst for them because uh, you know now they've uh, they've lent you know out of out of great evil God brings great glory and so. Uh, that's what happens with Father Dangerous. Now, um back when we talked six years ago, it was we had I think we had just finished writing it and stuff um, right and we it's still uh waiting for someone to pick it up. Um, we sent some stuff to a couple of production um, you know Catholic uh, places <laughs> looked at it and and uh, sort of just you know, got no real response back except mm. like, this is great, huh. Uh, like, yeah. cause you know, I mean, it's, we're, it's not, <clears throat> for instance, if you're a big fan of say the talking heads on EWTN, um, you probably won't be entertained by anything. Um, <laughs> and so you're probably not going to want to watch something entertaining. And this is very entertaining, um, and has, um, you know, a lot of, uh, good Catholic content in it. Um, but, uh, we always are on the side of, of entertainment, well, uh, so
0: the reason i say the reason i bring it up is because uh zach zach mabry my my wonderful co-host here who uh, you just heard earlier yeah just acquired twelve hundred dollars via an economic stimulus program wow yeah so i didn't know if if twelve hundred dollars <laughs> would be enough to get this thing up up and running
2: uh yeah i mean some as some seed capital i i mean sure why not i suppose right mm-hmm. um I think that would that would be a great start uh especially if you know you also acquired some uh c- connections with that zach
1: well i mean it's obviously the, it came from the president and i'm sure there's more where that's coming from so i can <laughs> i can respond back to the uh the sender
2: i mean after all we're just printing money right now right so i think it's i think there's got to be more
1: yeah i agree <laughs> we're gonna get yeah. you, we're, we're gonna make it happen
2: yeah that why not print great. why not print uh
0: print as much as it takes so yeah. you so the the getting the hollywood back up and running yeah i was talking with my parents about that recently because we we're trying to figure out if all of our favorite television shows would be back on schedule or if they would be pushed and i says most likely they would be pushed but then it we also were were you know talking about how some of these things is probably not that difficult to get back up and running once you get the green light uh, like what what's how is this affected because you do a lot of voiceover work you've been yes you've been crushing it there uh, that's something you can do out of your house
2: right so animation um, animation video games like by and large those have not seen a major impact because most of the stuff can be done um, everyone can work remotely um, and so yeah a lot of animation divisions didn't really experience the shutdown at all um and i think and reality um and and like reality shows and stuff like that those will take a a minor hit first whereas um scripted shows it's going to take a while for those to get back up
1: i don't i mean some of them though like they seem really well equipped for the i mean i guess like the old school reality shows like big brother i mean they're quarantined
2: (laughs) yeah right uh, survivor
1: um, I mean that, that actually just adds a whole new dimension to the the challenge on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, uh, you gotta
2: survive a virus too.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, some of these, but uh, yeah, that's I was thinking about that because I was like, well, the other thing with reopening re- reopening Hollywood is you know movies tend to not be shot in these United States anyway, right?
2: There's, I mean, there's 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 still a lot of domestic production of of films, but uh. You know my manager recently was just they were checking on um status of everyone's passports because they said yeah as a lot of stuff comes back other countries are coming back faster so stuff is going to shoot in other places first um before it starts really ramping up here in the us um but if you look at like you know for instance atlanta is georgia is really trying to get out there and go hey we're ready to work again so Mm -hmm. um i think in these secondary markets outside of los angeles you are going to see uh production you know ramp up pretty quickly so
1: yeah well and i mean atlanta's had time to think this out or georgia has because they were what the setting of the original walking dead it, <laughs> so like yeah they, i mean the CDC's the right there so well that's
2: all. true too yeah
0: yeah that's a good yeah. point well that's good uh the the podcast industry has definitely not suffered. In fact, we're we're probably uh, there's probably been more podcasts than ever in the past two months. And uh,
2: probably a lot of people starting uh, podcasts that don't need to be started in the last two months, you know.
0: Right. Uh, well Zach and I were ahead of the Does game anybody ever need to start a podcast? I was gonna say we, we started a podcast that we had no business starting about two years ago. So we yeah, we've really really jumped jumped ahead of the game.
2: Yeah, you were ready and raring when this came around
0: Yeah, we're like, this is you guys are all locked up
1: And have to be forced to listen to us This is great (laughs) It was all just a conspiracy to get free books Like, we're like, hey, we'll plug your book on the podcast You want to send me a PDF? And uh, then we don't have to buy books
2: Well, you know, that's that's one way to do it, I guess
1: Zach, is that a transition to asking
0: Kaiser about (laughs) his book?
1: You know, it is it wasn't,
2: <laughs> but
0: it is now. I definitely have not spoken to you about your book, Grit and Glory: Cross Training Your Body and Soul.
2: Correct. We have not spoken about that at all.
0: Yeah, that is one thing we have not <laughs> spoken about. What's uh, you? The one thing, Zach here. If you if you don't know, he he, Kaiser's not only a talented actor and a wonderful Catholic man. He's also He's also a strong. He's a muscly fella. He, you know that show American Ninja Warrior, Zach? Yeah. Kaiser is our. He's our American Ninja Warrior. Did you our try German out? You, ninja Warrior. Where, did you try out for that? What was yeah, the deal? Yeah,
2: I, I competed um, at the uh, at the uh, regionals in in Venice uh, on that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know they didn't put. You know they a hundred people compete that night, and so you know only. Four whatever make it on TV from the uh, from the qualifiers, um, and so I didn't make it onto TV for that. Um, but I I did do there was a show uh, NBC's uh, Ultimate Spartan Team Challenge, right? Um, and I That's did, right. I was on television for that. Our I, team was televised. So.
0: Yeah, I did see that. I knew, I I knew that it was one of those. I've forgotten. I had forgotten the name of the the other one. But yeah, Zach, you know how you and I are just kind of. Flabby dumb idiots like Kaiser's. <laughs> Kaiser's the opposite of that.
1: Yeah, I need to hear about this because you know I've been uh, I got really fat last year, so I've been trying to get in shape. Um,
2: well, I, you I should pick up inter- my. I've been doing it- book. intermittent fasting. I should be doing what? I said you should pick up my book. Totally. What? Yeah. So what's
0: the what is the what's the deal with the book? Give us a little synopsis.
2: Sure. I mean, basically the 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 whole deal with the book is is that um, you know we're. We're human persons, um, and uh, we are body and soul. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's almost like we talk about body and soul as though they're two separate things. Um, sure. but they're not ever really meant to be separate uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to, to human persons. Um, you know, uh, death—the separation of body and soul—is, is, you know, that—that that is a—that's an evil that that, that happens. Um, and uh, so, for us to uh, to properly live out um, our faith, uh, we need to really live it, you know, in and through our bodies. And so, um, I I think it, it can be really easy. I, I mean, I know a lot of Catholics uh, and a lot of Christians in general, but uh, you know, who will go, oh, you know, yeah, my spiritual life is, is is on point, but they don't really see a value towards, you know, oh, it's just vanity to go to the gym or you mm-hmm. know, oh, uh, watching what I eat, you know, that's yeah, uh, I don't need to, to do that or that kind of thing um, or oh I'll give up chocolate for Lent but you know <laughs> I I don't really care about eating healthy um, and the the fact is that you know we that you know uh, St. Paul says your body is not your own you have been purchased at a price um, and that we especially I think you know people who, who tend to most like serious Catholics uh, a lot of them see the value in say um, beautifying houses of worship, um, mm-hmm. and looking at our churches and, and saying, hey, we should make the church beautiful because God deserves that. Um, and I think it's also true that that uh, we should take care of and respect the temple that God has given us, um, in in our bodies, um, and that really, you know, God makes our bodies to uh, to work better and. Look better and feel better, and uh, when we do difficult things, um, and so there's there's all this uh, opportunity for uh, to offer suffering, to offer uh, to to grow in self-discipline um, and obedience uh, to the natural order that God has created um, through uh, living a more integrated life um, of body and soul. So. Um, that was kind of a longer Cliff's Notes explanation than I intended to give, but there you go.
0: No, that's a uh, perfectly, perfectly acceptable. And that so how do you get how do you get around the idea of being vain about it? Because I know you, you how you laid it out, but like, do you ever catch yourself in in situations where you think you're creeping up to vanity? Because I mean, I'm sure we all do. But how do you? How would you? where do you think the line is between becoming healthy and good to go and just trying to do it for the sake of looking amazing?
2: Yeah. So I think, I think it, it, a lot of that comes down to, um, you know, what your focus is. And if, if you find yourself, you know, um, I really like, you know, St. Ignatius idea of, you know, doing an exam uh, three times a day. And, Mm -hmm. um, and actually, my book starts with uh, the examine, where you are are examining your spiritual life and your and your um, physical life, and seeing how those uh, work together, and um, trying to figure out where, where, what place are you starting from. Um, and and the idea is not just to do that once at the beginning of your faith and fitness journey, um, but to continually do it, so that you're always checking in and going. Hey, am I making an idol out of anything? Um, am I thinking about myself too much in this instead of glorifying God in this? Am I um, using this opportunity to um, offer suffering to God or am I using it uh, just to make myself look better and that kind of thing? And, 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 you know, to some extent, I mean, to some extent, you can, you, there are ways where, you know, in, in some people who are in fitness and that kind of thing, um, they do stuff that is not healthy for them, um, because it temporarily makes them look better and that, and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, so there I would say, you know, if you do something that is actually to the detriment of your body, um, <laughs> but ostensibly for the sake of your body, um, you're doing something wrong there. Sure. Um, Like and, juicing
1: and, and, is this like our, like our using roids and stuff.
2: I mean, that's, that, 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 is one aspect of it but you know also you know if you look at uh these guys who like right before competition they'll take these diuretics that just like flush oh, all the water out of them right yeah, um yeah. and then they're taking viagra to get more vascular to look more vascular before competition and and they're you know not eating they're starving themselves like lit like actually starving it's crazy because you'll see
1: uh, like i've seen a bunch of stories where these guys will die really young yeah and since they sort of themselves out as being you know like fanatics about health
2: well like, and I, I think that's clearly the, not yeah and then that's the thing is is there's a difference a lot of times between uh, and some sometimes if you are an athlete in a certain discipline um, you're actually really putting yourself at at risk it's not about you know being healthy like it you know if you <laughs> take so many steroids and your heart swells up to the size of a horse's heart it's like you know well how healthy is that for you as a human being, you know, uh, or you're taking all this growth hormone, I guess is probably the bigger, right. bigger it was you know for that. the
1: Grinch when his heart swelled.
2: Right. Grew three sizes that day. Uh, like that's a positive. He, he, be, but but, for humans. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually you know, the, bad I think here. that's the thing is, you know, the, the Grinch had an undersized heart. So he was, he was, um, becoming more human, which was better for him. Um, whereas, uh, if, if a human takes on a, a horse heart size, um, okay. We're becoming less human. So, I think that's the thing. Is is in all of it is how do we, you know, John Paul II said, um, it, I think it was uh, World Youth Day Toronto. He said, uh, "Become who you are." Um, that we are children of God, and uh, in in the, in the human person, we are. There's there's a lot that comes with that, and the more human we can become through a better integration of our body and soul um the better that is and so if we ever find ourselves at a place where um our body is competing with our soul or vice versa that's not that's not the way that it, our, our body and soul should never be in competition with each other they should be united so i think that's the way right. to there's avoid a certain both,
1: like through grace there's a certain sort of harmony or like a yeah
2: yeah well and i think that so that that's how you avoid both vanity on on one side and um I guess what would you just I had heresy on the on the other side of yeah um, it's
1: like not sloth per se but like yeah like you don't take care of yourself at all yeah I mean kind and, of thing
2: yeah there and, and there are elements of uh, you know risks towards Hol- holy at sloth. any size Yeah, what's that
1: Um, holy at any size <laughs> like the, yeah the healthy at any size yes uh, yeah motto for yeah <laughs> holy
2: at any size yeah, yeah. don't be that Right.
0: Well, you can be, but you know. Yeah, no, of
2: course. Well, but. certainly if you but I th- I think that's the, that's the thing is we trick ourselves if if we know better. And we don't practice self-discipline in uh what we put into it, what we consume. And we don't practice self-discipline in um respecting this temple of the Holy Spirit. Um I I think there's an argument to be made that we're we're missing out on a major part of what makes us holy in the first place. And that's respecting the creation of God and respecting this, this particular creation that he's made, uh, in his image and likeness. Um, so that's yeah. a good
0: way of putting it that can skirt the idea of like, cause you know, some people certainly put in a lot of work and they, you know, they're, they are a certain size and they will stay that way. But that's a good way of putting it that like you're making an effort and it, that, if you don't think you look a certain way, it doesn't mean you're failing. It just means you're—that's who you are, right? So if you're making the effort and you're actually putting good things and consuming good things, then that is certainly correct.
2: Yeah, and that you know, I, I look at um, so my brother has a fitness channel on on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. and he talks about uh, saying so, it was something like, and I'm I'm not going to say the exact right statistics. I don't remember, but something like you know only like two percent of of people have like a genetic like uh, or or um, disease that will prevent them from (laughs) being healthy uh Mm. to in in the sense of uh being able to have weight loss um if they needed to to uh, improve their body composition Mm. um and so it's something like you know if it's if if that's the ratio um and you look at you know something like (laughs) in you know mississippi you've got 38% obesity, um, you go, okay. So there's a, there's a, a major differential there, uh, between the two, uh, or a major disparity, excuse me, between how many people are, um, suffering with, uh, with this and how many people, um, really can't be necessarily helped in that regard. And so, um, for most of us, you, you know, most of us are not the exception to the rule. Um, when it comes to anything and and it's so tempting to go yeah i'm the exception to the rule i mean you see that on on one side from you know people who are in these like bad relationships and they go um no no but this is it you know it might be bad for other people but it it, like i'm good like i feel like this is this is going a good place and you're like no you're not the exception to the rule (laughs) You, you almost all of us are the rule and so if, if you find yourself going, well, I just am this way and I'm just always, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just carrying 30% body fat and that's just the way that it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's just, that's just who I am. That's how God made me. Um, you're probably wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like odds are that's not true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Matt and I talk a lot about the tendency to view yourself as the exception sort of, you know, like across the board. I don't know if it's like, we talk about I mean,
0: it cuz that's how we feel about ourselves but anyway yeah. continues that
1: <laughs> right but like you know a lot of time in both good and bad ways i think people will will tend to think that they fall into a very rare exception so right. i i definitely like the point of reminding yourself that you're almost certainly the rule not the exception yeah yeah and to kind of structure your uh I don't know if you call it health activities or your kind of your expectations in life around, around that?
2: Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, and, and again, it doesn't just apply to health. It, it applies to everything in our spiritual life. If we go, I mean, you know, that's the thing. If we look at our lives and we go um, <laughs> I'm eating, I'm eating right seven days a week and I am exercising regularly um, and I'm not experiencing any change. Uh, and I've, Research and looked into how to how to make sure that that those those things match up um okay then maybe it's worth looking into and going okay well do i am i one of those few people who does have a, a rare genetic condition or a disease that is preventing me from um getting from changing my body composition um but i think most of the time when you, you when people people who i've encountered or myself at those moments when i'm going oh i just can't you know i can't uh trim down the way that I want to, or I can't improve my, um, my cardiovascular health the way I want to and stuff. I, if I take a really hard look, I go, uh, well, okay. Am I doing any, the the right things to, to make this happen? Um, and generally the answer is no. Am I, uh, and I think the same thing is true again, when it comes to like spiritual life, if we go, gosh, I feel like I'm stuck at a, at a place, but you know, I'm, I'm yeah, okay. I'm going to mass every Sunday, but that's like my only contact with the sacraments. Um, okay, well, maybe there's a problem. And, oh, do I make time to, to pray every day? Well, you know, I mean, I fit it in. I do blessings at meals and that kind of thing. It's like, okay, it's we shouldn't be surprised then that we're not making the progress that we want to be making. Um, so I think that's the that's the takeaway for me there, at least.
1: Yeah, and I, there's something kind of ancient about that, I think. There were certain saints, I think like St. Hildegard comes to mind, that, you know, they really did delve, dive into the, the nature of sort of the body soul composite, um, and how, you know, our spiritual disciplines and our, our physical disciplines kind of all contributed to, you know, an overall picture of health that involved your soul and your spiritual health. And then of course your body. And, um, you know, a lot of it comes from the practice of different virtues. Um, yeah. so there's, you know, yeah, it's this kind of, it all builds on each other and each, each piece kind of contributes Overall, to growing in virtue, growing in holiness, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. You lay out some ways uh, that you, you you do you do them in uh, what do you call it? The I had it up here, and then it just completely zapped away. So no Yes, yeah, so, I mean
2: basically, I break it into the four fundamentals Novena, of fitness. No oh, oh, challenge. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the the at the after you've read the book and you understand kind of um, like Zach what you're talking about there about how the how the disciplines you learn in fitness um, can impact your spiritual life and and how to um, better exercise uh, the spiritual components of that Um, then and then I go into sort of uh, so we do the four fundamentals of fitness and then we go into um, the the training Trinity um, which is all about how to make sure that you're again structuring your life properly and, and balancing it um properly so that you can experience the both the spiritual and physical benefits of, of fitness um and then after that we go into workouts and uh it starts with the novena challenge of nine days of of prayer and nine days of um of working out and then we have larger structured plans uh, there too a 21 day and a 40 day um, and then you put together your own 90 day based off of off of those. Um, and it's all de- sort of designed to help you go, OK, if no matter where I'm starting, um, here's how I can make progress and here's how I can grow um, closer to God through a knowledge of my body.
0: That's uh, those are all great stuff. Those are the, we, we like novenas. We're always in times of novenas. We've done the, we've done a podcast on different novenas. It's a great starter. And a lot of, it's a, a lot of people want to jump into things and say like, I want to tackle, tackle it all right now. But right. nine days, it's like a perfect amount of time because it's longer than you think, but it's enough time to kind of develop some, mm-hmm. not a full habit, but it, it's a, yeah, no, that's a great, it's a great start. Yeah. When you were coming up with these ideas, what did you find in your own life? Like points where you struggled or did you, did you write any of these things out and think like, oh, I'm actually not doing this, or I, I maybe I can do this better, what is the?
2: Yes, the... absolutely, um, I still think that right now, like um, particularly like, you know, during this uh, quarantine here, um, like I'll get, on a and and they do tend to go in tandem where it's like i'm working out well and i'm praying well um and then the opposite is true where if i'm letting that go then the discipline is sort of evaporating it's an indication that the discipline's evaporating from my life and um so my prayer life suffers so like the last couple of weeks i think i've worked out like twice um here at home and um and i'm also seeing that it's like well uh, prayer is just something that I'm fitting in right now, which is not where I want to be and mm-hmm. trying to trying to find a way to um, kick myself on the butt and go, God, give me the grace to please just to be more intentional and to really start live and end each day um, with you in mind first and let the actions that I do um, let them all bring me closer to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I guess that's something too that i that I realized in in going through it is um like there's a, a a chapter in the book where I talk a lot about how um we prefer activity over intensity um most of the time, and that uh we like so much so many of us in in working out we either um like we just do enough to make us feel like we've done something mm-hmm. um as opposed to either working out really intensely for a, a much more at a higher intensity than we want to for a shorter period of time or at a lower intensity that we want to for a longer period of time um and both of those are things we don't want to do we'd rather go i just want to kind of just be in the middle i want to work out hard enough and long enough that i feel like i've done something but mm. i don't want to work out for a long time and i also don't want to uh work out really intense for a short time um and i feel like it's that way when it comes to Uh, to prayer and stuff for me where the, the place that I would, you know, my concupiscence would naturally have me fall right into is just going like, um, he's asking the wrong question of like uh, when I'm deciding what to do with my day or with my moment or um, anything is to just go, uh, well, I'm just going to do this. uh, This, you know, I'm going to just browse Instagram on my phone or I'm just going to, um, go down a, a Wikipedia rabbit hole uh, of oh that's interesting, well that's interesting, and, it, and there's not a lot of intentionality to it, and just going, oh, well what harm could it do, as opposed to asking what good can I do in this moment, um, hmm. what what grace can I be a vessel for, um, and how you know how can I uh, in this moment um, show love to my wife and to my daughter, um, and and I think that's the that's the thing is to shift that perspective. Um like you shouldn't work out without any real reason for working out. Activity is, is only minimally worth anything. And I think the same thing is true when it comes to to prayer. I might finish a rosary, but if I haven't paid attention to any part of it, like it doesn't matter that much, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh you're right. It all kind of works. It all it it's all kind of the same principles, I guess. And it it I've been doing since we've been locked up i obviously haven't been to the gym in a while so i've been doing burpees those are
2: awful and wonderful
0: yeah so but what i i i feel like i worked out more by doing 100 than i would going to the gym so i could go on the i could do the elliptical for 45 minutes and i'm not really sure what i feel afterwards or i can you know just do regular lifts and I'm not sure what I feel like. And it's, yeah. but after doing a hundred burpees for however long it takes, like I feel it and I, yeah. it makes me way more tired than other things. And I guess mm-hmm. that's the same way we can tackle the spiritual side. It's like, uh, and he, I mean, even it's in, what is he, what's the quote? Like in the Bible talking about like they people who, when you're praying, don't, don't say words for the sake of saying words. Right. right? Like it's, we, we feel like we, the, it's the difference between being in prayer at all times and just like kind of blabbering for the sake of saying words, right? So if, if we, if we can get, if we can do, if we can do prayer that makes, you know, that's actual intentional prayer in, in, in the time while we're do like in the so the same time frame, I guess I'm saying a burpee is like you it's better yeah. than just going and dottering doddering around,
2: yeah well yeah, absolutely, why not?
0: why not, <laughs> Zach, what have you been doing to work out during quarantine?
1: well, um, okay, go <laughs> you know i uh Oh, I mean so my mom and I have gone on walks. Does that mm-hmm. count? It doesn't it doesn't really count. Sure. Um I've I not I don't have good fitness habits in place. Like <laughs> burpees walk me through a burpee.
0: I it you do what you do is you do a little jump and then okay. you basically fall to the ground and do like a push up up and then jump and then fall and then push up yourself up and then yeah.
2: And it's it's totally fair in a burpee to use like momentum um in it's oh yeah it doesn't matter yeah you don't have to stop do a strict push-up and come back up it's jump you just got to get your hands above your shoulders and then as as you jump and your feet off the ground and then hit the deck push yourself back up and jump again and there you're done with
0: yeah okay yeah it's uh it's tough man you would think like oh i can do that's that's not too bad, but like really, like even after ten, <laughs> you're feeling it. it yeah, my you brothers, go, whoa, whoa, yeah, my brothers, my brother's brother did, it, did it, and that's how I kind of got got onto it. Yeah, yeah, like they're terrible.
1: I did a kettlebell like circuit training thing with a friend, um, not too terribly long ago, uh-huh. and I remember I was like, I'm I'm gonna vomit. Like if we could doing <laughs> this, am like I'm like that isn't my head telling me that? Like I've already. Like I've already passed that point of like, oh, that's just my brain. I'm like, I I can feel my stomach contents, and, and they were like, okay, fine, you can you can rest. Well, and the same but rules
0: uh, kind of apply on there is like the interval training or like the quick, like it make every move worth it type thing. You know, instead of throwing a ton of weight around, you're kind of doing it quicker and doing. Uh, less waste I think it's the habit
1: like when I get every so often I'll get in the habit of I basically wake up run three miles start my day Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: when I was doing that it's like everything just gets better yeah pray more you sleep better you just naturally end up eating better you drink more like a lot of things just sort of come into balance with like that habit so would you Wow
0: Zach you would say that your body and soul are perfectly in balance
1: as a human person i would say that when one suffers the, we all the whole the whole cocktail suffers <laughs> crazy if only some bad ingredient if only someone wrote a book about that I if know. only i know i just needed to chase after the grit and the glory
2: yeah i think I, I think that'd be a good title for it if you call it grit and glory cross training your body and soul wait okay yeah, i just realized this
1: cross like is that supposed to be
2: yeah, that was actually not my choice in the title. That was the publisher's, and I was like, "All right, pun, I got it. All right, I'm into it." <laughs> what did I, what?
1: I just caught? I've been looking at the title. I've been like, I've had the title up since I pulled it up, and it just caught me. I was like, oh, "Wait, cross." What What did you want the title to be? I,
2: I don't even remember at this point. I think I, actually, I don't think any of that title was what I what I had. There was something like maybe, maybe I had. I think my third choice for title was like cross training. This this this. Um, but then they put in yeah then they, they and i think i had said something like running the race to win or something they're like well we don't want it to seem like it's just a running book and it's cuz not we i do talk about running but um it's really not that um and it's not about crossfit and it's not about it's anyway it's a, it's a whole whole thing um but uh mm-hmm. yeah so i don't even remember what i wanted the title to be at first um but this was they sort of cobbled together some other stuff i had um Put together and then came up with a new title
1: so I guess books in that sense are a lot like uh, articles and stuff where you, you can pretty much choose all the words that go into it but you won't get to choose the title
2: and that yeah that's true and then I've also seen in some of the like articles I've written and stuff they'll just go in there with a hatchet and cut out anything they don't want in there and I go well gosh oh boy now it looks like that point didn't come across the way that I wanted it to um, if they're editing that's it for fair size,
1: I've always you know. like they'll send it back with revisions but there's never been any indication of like what do you think of the title it's like right. this is the title <laughs> yep, here's the title so, for you, you know, yeah yeah
2: yeah. I'd say that's that's a fair assessment um, <laughs> I mean even when it came to the like cover design because it's a picture of me on the cover um, and I was like I don't know that I like this and they're like that's the cover alright all right, cool, cool you're like okay, okay. I, guess, I guess that's the cover yeah i
0: guess i don't right. like i guess i like it now yeah once you're like jk <laughs> you Rowling, they'll
2: me. let you
1: have more input on the
2: cover you know i don't even know that she, <laughs> how much uh, input she had maybe she got to say hey don't put any spoilers on the cover but um although you know i remember looking at like uh, some of the books and then going oh that's what that was and boy that tells you something right about the end of the book right there um after the fact but i don't know and again, the, you know, there's the question of it was published by what Bloomsbury in the UK when it was first published, and then published by Scholastic here, different covers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's that's go- that's, yeah, that's going into a, a, a tangent, I suppose. There, Should, would
0: we that. say that's neither here nor there?
2: I, I guess we could. We could yeah. say that.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: Harry Potter.
1: You know, there's there are stranger things than. Uh, the, <laughs> than uh, yeah.
2: That's true. There are
0: all right so the the big thing this past year is you were you were a sense uh a sensation in an episode on stranger things so you were one of the most talked about parts on one of the most talked about shows and uh you were you were the evil russian that's true and which i do
1: love evil russians like i've been trying to get evil russians on like i've i've reached out to vladimir putin's people he yeah. will not come on the podcast so i am glad that we have one evil russian on yeah the podcast. i mean
2: i'm, I'm here so <laughs>
1: yeah we S- we've success
0: been, we've been trying to get in on that russian influencer stuff that everyone has been talking about for years we've really been trying to get
1: get going on that yeah what, all that uh, social
2: impact you can have through uh russian collusion i got gotcha. you
1: yeah the yeah, obvious... we were like send us the money we'll pair it the talking points whatever you want yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh the the obvious question that has to be asked is while you guys were filming it did you have did you know did you like know the part was going to be great
2: uh yeah i mean i i yes i was like this is very memorable and it's a lot of fun and then even while while doing it um you know the director sean levy um was like all right now great we got what we need now just go do do some stuff um do whatever you want for the next five minutes and so uh, i just like you know led a class for five minutes and um had said whatever i wanted to say and had a lot of fun and uh, a lot of that actually is what ended up making it into the the cut, so like um, the hip, the hip thrust. That was yeah. That I just said that, and yeah, feel it down your loins, and I, just mm-hmm. isolate now. Just feel it in your hips. There you go. Yeah, yeah, um, killing it. That that was all just stuff I made up. It was great. So. Boombox
1: in the bat. I mean, just the the whole thing. I on the like um, Stranger Things wiki page. There's there is a page for evil russian and then in the comments there's like a debate over if there should even be a whole page and people are like of course there should <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm surprised there was even a debate obviously hey you're obviously. part of the universe yeah the,
0: the that that requires its own wiki page yeah i mean that, maybe
2: you could debate whether or not it should be called evil russian but that's how it was credited in the show so
0: so you that's fun so you got to go to you were you got to go to the the set where it's the mall the old, because it's not a working mall right
2: uh, actually three quarters of it is that was one wing that was uh that was shut down and then um and the stores had all closed in that in that wing and so they just turned it into a into a set
0: oh amazing where and really where's cool. that
2: at uh it's in georgia um classic outside of Conyers, i think i want to say okay which is just outside of atlanta so yeah 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 I mean, no that's amazing that
0: uh, that was a uh, that was a whole bunch of fun
2: it was it was really cool and, and really cool to be on set too i mean the one thing that's just amazing about that show and about the the people who work on it is um the way that the duffer brothers and everyone in the show has kind of latched onto this idea of like we are going for broke on homage to all our favorite things about the 80s sure and um and, like, absolutely – you know, so at one point – I mean, the whole mall was transformed into – and they and they really have fun, like, putting up these storefronts for – like, they could put up storefronts of places that still exist now, but they, I think, really enjoyed putting up storefronts of places that haven't been around since the 80s, basically, you know. And, right. um And, you know, they had – I remember we, at one point, you know, basically um, because it was all these shops and that kind of thing, the, the green room was um, – you know, the on-site green room was one of the stores in there. It was a jewelry store. And way in the back of the... They had us sitting way in the back of the store in between takes. And in this, you know, jewel case, they had all these watches uh, spinning around. And all of them were from no later than 1985. And just this idea that no, there's no way cameras were ever going to see that. There's yeah. no no way that it ever needed to be that detailed. But they just wanted the every inch of the set to be like, that's period. That's exactly where we're at right now so that um you never have to step away from this fun world that they're creating
1: that's amazing yeah the aesthetic of the show is like so striking it's just cool to like you could put it on mute and just have it playing in the background of like a sweet party and it would it would just add like such a vibe
0: yeah yeah did you uh convert anyone while you were out there did you like did anyone come back to Catholicism? Did you?
2: <laughs> I was only there for a, a day and a half. Um, yeah, I know. What's the problem with that? <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, uh-huh. um, I, I don't know. Um, not that I know of. I guess uh, we'll,
0: we'll find out at the judgment, huh?
2: I g- oh, boy. I guess so. <laughs>
0: What's the... Shit. What is the auditioning process like for Evil Russian? Did, it, was it, did they just see a picture of you and were they like, this is our guy?
2: No, no, so I did, uh, that was actually really interesting too. Um, so it, back in, I guess it was, uh, it would it would have been like March of 2018, um, uh, they said, hey, you know, they, I just got a thing from my agent saying, hey, we have a bunch of uh, Russian roles coming up for this one casting director, not for any specific project, just uh, that, um, so do these three scenes, uh, in English and in Russian and, uh, English with a Russian accent and then straight up Russian. And I was like, I ha- am capable with a couple of languages. Um, Russian's not one of them, but I'll go for it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I did these two scenes, uh, in, in Russian and, um, didn't hear anything and then uh a couple months later then i got a breakdown that was for you know my agent sent me an audition saying okay this is for stranger things um and then you know i taped the scene um did the scene and then like a month later they said hey what are you doing between uh may and i or uh, i guess June and October this year, and uh, I was like, um, no, "Nothing if it's for Stranger Things." And they're like, uh, "Yeah, hold, just hold the hold those four months right now."
0: Yeah, um, hold hold all of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, hold all of it. And then as we got a little bit closer, they were like, "Okay, you only need to hold a week, but we're not sure which week it is yet. So give us a minute." And then mm-hmm. um, it you know finally came down to, "All right, here's the week you got to hold." And then uh, and then they finally said, "All right, you're booked on it." So
0: because you're not even you're actually you're not even Russian in it. You just talk like you normally talk, right? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, just,
0: the, the whole thing is that they think you are, but I was going to say... Yeah, you,
2: spoiler, misdirection. It's a misdirection, yeah.
0: Oh, no. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we... I I was trying to think that. So they had you kind of... They were, like, slightly swerving you on making you do all well, the Russian... Well, there are a
2: lot of Russian characters, so I think it's, it's possible... Um, Mm. And that they that they were also at first looking at me for other roles.
0: Um, oh, like the to, guards or whatever. Yeah, it is? that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but
2: I'm glad to have gotten this role. This is, I mean, it's, it's my favorite show, and just to you know to <laughs> to get to do anything in it, and especially to get to do something this fun and this memorable, like awesome.
0: Oh yeah, it's way more memorable than being one of the guards, one yeah. of the one of the expendable crewmen.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> so was that your real hair? Uh, no, that was not my real hair. I was I was wig for that. Um, is a wig, okay? Yeah, and that you know that was an interesting point too. Is is how very specific again, like the, again like the how specific the Duffer Brothers are on on what they want for everything. I mean, like you know, it's it wasn't a big role that I had, um, but you know, hair and makeup did did a hair and makeup test and sent a picture to the Duffer Brothers and they were like, nope, this is specifically what we want. We want him to look like the bad guy, the the long haired blonde bad guy from uh, Die Hard. Um hmm. and so here's a picture of that, make him look like this. Um and so then that's what they did. And uh I think it worked out, you know. It fits you. The
0: hair the hair fit. I I could see you having that hair.
2: Yeah. I mean I used to have very long hair. Um longer even than I think even the longest when you knew me, Matt. Um mm-hmm. back here. I think. I, I I have had it longer than that, so
0: Oh, when but. we first met, you had it long. Yeah, I
2: had longer hair, but it was even longer than that Yeah, at various other yeah. points in my life. Amazing. Now I've just got a shaved head, so that's totally different.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's totally. easy upkeep.
2: It's great. I love it. Is that a... Yeah, I, I need
1: to just do that. My my Should. quarantine hair situation is getting just out of control by the day.
2: Yep, yep. That's how, how mine tends to go, and so I was like, well, let's just let's just get rid of it
0: what uh so what what's coming up what's like uh some stuff you got going on that people can see you in coming soon i see there's a you play iron side and a transformers that's that, right. That, it's, that's uh, not in. That's not out yet, though. It's right. not
2: out yet. It's supposed to come out sometime this year. Ironhide. I said yeah. Ironside. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a wheelchair-bound detective. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yet. Uh, not yet. yet. Oh man, fingers crossed. Uh, one day, um, dude. They'll do a second reboot of it. Um, so yeah, uh, that comes out sometime 2020, and since it's uh, animation, I see no reason for it to be delayed, Um, so yeah, that's uh, Netflix, it's basically an anime, their anime department is doing a a really cool, like if you've seen the trailer, it looks really cool, Um, and it was really cool to be a part of too, Um, so very excited for that to come out, Um, I'm in the new Resident Evil game that just came out uh, a month ago, Um, and then I'm in another game that is coming out, think next year that i can't say what it is yet but um it's a big game and uh it'll be a lot of fun um so
0: yeah they that's one of the things i learned about when i lived in los angeles is how great voiceover work is you never think about it and you never because obviously it's just voiceover so you never see like the the glory of having your face on screen right? right but then you realize that there's like this whole underbelly of voiceover work that people are just making boatloads of money on. And it's a lot of actors that you know, like the, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Eric Matthews on boy meets world. Oh he, yeah. Um, Wilfred Friedle. Yes. Thank you. Right. Like mm-hmm. he, you wonder, you're like, whatever happened to him? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, he's making tons of money doing voiceovers. Oh, right? he
2: did 14 seasons of Kim possible. So, uh, <laughs> you know. yeah, right. A cla- so, an American
0: classic. Indeed so yeah that, that's like there's a whole it's like if it's you think- funny because
1: i remember seeing like the video clips of people doing like in in the studio voice work stuff yeah. like a lot of disney movies would have that as a bonus feature or right. when they were promoting and i was like it's so dramatic the way that they're moving their arms and doing their faces and all that stuff and then just from doing a podcast the last few years i've realized i'm like yeah you you kind of have to it, it's not just in your like you do have to sort of bring it to life <laughs> or yeah, there's you sound very dead.
2: Yeah. There's something that doing all that stuff somehow translates into how your voice sounds, which is, um, I mean, I guess it makes sense in one sense, but, uh, it's also a little bit like you don't necessarily know that or think that right off the top of your head. So
1: it's like when they say smile
2: with your eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what, you know, it's, uh, I've worked with a voiceover coach who who talked about what's a, a technical smile, where he's like, actually just smile as you're saying the line because uh, we just need that in there to to make it sound better, um, to sound more friendly without sounding pushed. It so, it
1: does it. It just sounds friendly when you do a smile.
2: Yeah. See, like you just sound so happy when you just said that.
1: I know. It would. Thank you. I, I <laughs> mean, welcome. I am happy. Good. He's always let's happy. Let's hear him, Matt. Huh? Do a
0: technical let's, smile, let's... Matt. I, I can't
2: <laughs> <laughs> no you don't have to it's not a technical <laughs> laugh it's a technical <laughs> smile
0: no every time i smile i just start laughing <laughs> okay i did it did i sound happier
2: i don't know because you were too busy laughing in the middle of it i couldn't okay quite hear it <laughs> so, okay let well, see so that sounds happy
1: okay good <laughs> what uh what's the thing not gonna, you're not gonna get any work in cartoons matt at this rate
2: yeah
0: what, what would you say is it the evil Russian—the thing you're most known for now—do people stop you and they're like, "Hey, evil Russian"?
2: Um, n- you know, I think the hair has prevented that from happening. Um, right. Where, you know, so I, I have not even so I, uh, here in L.A., they right when uh, the like two weeks around when the when Stranger Things premiered, um, they had uh, what do you call it? Um, they had uh, Baskin Robbins turned into um, Scoops Ahoy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we went and and stopped by there just to check it out. Cause we were like, Oh, this is fun. Um, because I'm a big stranger things fan. Um, and you know, we were there for an hour and nobody was like, Oh, evil Russian. <laughs> Even though yeah I had sunglasses and stuff, but it just didn't have the long hair. And so it's like, it's not obvious. Um, and it, like, if you look at, you know, that again, like, uh, you know, mentioned the Wikipedia page or like Reddit, there's some reddits about the evil Russian and stuff. And, and like it's, astonishing to me how few people must know about the internet movie database <laughs> because like there's all people being like here's who it is it's this guy who was an actor in this and this and i'm like no that's not who it is i like it's so easy to f- find out who i am yeah <laughs> like,
0: literally just take oh no i'm gonna go sounds. on to reddit
1: now and spread false things about you yeah please do yeah,
0: yeah. say
2: it's Dell
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> it's kim possible.
2: It's yeah. Um but so actually I I think I've been recognized more for and maybe it's because I am you know hang in catholic circles fairly free, for un- planned, unplanned huh? yeah. 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 Like yeah. are you the lawyer from actually when I was uh at Disneyland for my birthday last year um nice. someone came up and was like, "Are you the lawyer from unplanned?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's me."
0: Remember so, when we used to be able to go to Disneyland?
2: Yeah, were, I know. And they
1: like were they like, I loved you in that? Or were they like one of the shout your abortion types? No, no, like was, they they, they were
2: like, I love, I love doing that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how many of the shout your abortion types, uh, saw, saw, the, movie. saw the movie. I don't think, a, you know, I don't think anybody who was like vehemently, <laughs> uh, right. who's vehemently like pro abortion, uh, and saw the, the movie. Like can sat through it. Yeah. They're like,
0: are you the lawyer from Unplanned? And you're like, yes. And they're like, you sucked in that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, wait, did you watch the whole movie? No, no, I just saw a clip, and then I read uh, uh, an article about what happened in there. uh, And I I just hate it because of that.
0: Yeah, I literally saw – all I saw was your part, and it –
1: like, ugh, ugh, (laughs) ugh. Yeah. (laughs) I was pro-life and then no, I'm just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that's messed up yeah. Um. no yeah well that's and that was such a big project like we we talked about that a while back on a podcast because we she wasn't involved in any way directly she's just in the pro-life movement Destiny uh, Herndon Del Rosa um, she's which, what
0: the fem what's her pro-life not her, pro-life
1: new, they're called new wave feminists and their sort of claim to fame if you will was that they were the the ones kicked out of the women's march for being pro-life uh-huh. and so but yeah she was i think it was around the time the movie came out because we asked her about it mm-hmm.
2: and, so yeah. did, she, did she like me in it, Is it? <laughs> Just kidding. she
1: did she said it was it was well made She, said she was she's like really really good go a except lot
2: of different for the part ways with movies like this yeah
0: yeah well she just doesn't like lawyers so right. she has an aversion to everything that has to do with lawyering
2: uh, i mean you know who who doesn't other than other lawyers um yeah you know that's that's the thing i know know i'm
1: freaked out i've been watching defending jacob on apple tv plus and it's all about like the criminal justice system and this kid's on trial for murder and i'm just like oh man is it a documentary um no it's it's from a book but it's it's like a you know you kind of follow this kid through it he gets accused like my like my i don't think he did it okay um it, the last episode doesn't premiere till Friday, which was a little frustrating because I, I thought I'd be able to just binge the whole thing over the weekend. Oh. And, and then when I get to the last, like I get to episode seven and I'm like, well, that's not the end. And I was like, wait, you're telling me that a streaming service is Oh like, sure. doing weekly? Yeah. That's just... Disney Plus so, does, uh,
2: that, does that too.
1: But so. I was watching, I was like, wow. So even though I think he didn't do it, there's all these things that he did that would make, if I were like prosecuting him I would totally say he was guilty and then I started examining my whole life and I was like why do I have a pocket knife what if somebody gets stabbed (laughs) you know Um.
0: you you talked about how it's the criminal justice system did you know that in the criminal justice system the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders these are their stories
2: yeah
1: I oh. need to watch that now because that's what I mean, it is basically like you the the kid's dad's the district attorney within the very early stage of the episode it quickly <laughs> so yeah, he's the district attorney and then yeah, his BFF is the detective um, and then you know, there's like search warrants and all this stuff. Kaiser, if you
0: could be on one television show, you were already on Stranger Things that you, you haven't say, been on. Yeah, you say that's <sighs> your favorite show. Yeah. What's like what's next? Do you have like a do you have like a dream journal, like where you write all these things down? What's the deal?
2: Um, no, I don't have a dream journal. Um okay. I've never <laughs> successfully journaled in my life. Like, yeah, I have tried either. a bunch of times, and you know, I'll get two or three days in, and then just not do it. Um, the, but there are, I mean, I do have, you know, certain goals and stuff. Um, there are some shows that I would have loved to have been on, and um, you know, they are since gone. Uh, like mm-hmm. uh, Mad Men, House of Cards, um. That kind of thing um but see, i
1: think and this may be controversial sure. but um considering we've we've signaled a certain leniency in the um i guess you'll say me too movement uh with with joe biden and others i really think that we need to get a real last season of house of cards like i'm like okay we've clearly shown that we're not going to be absolute <laughs> about applying these cancellation rules mm-hmm. so bring him back like throw out what that was the last that the last season that they did put out mm-hmm. and give us a real um anyway
2: yeah I, and i i never actually watched the last season um but you know to to her credit i mean i i guess like i said i don't know i didn't see the last season but um i always thought robin wright was like far and away the best part of that show i was yeah, like, she's she's great. just incredible um but uh yeah i guess so yeah, I I couldn't comment in an educated way on the last season of House of Cards, but um, it was I really really enjoyed the first what did I see four first four seasons of it, um, and it was just so and I, I guess I, I I mean I auditioned for it a few times um, and uh, it was always exciting to you know go through that process, but, uh, would have been more exciting to get to be on it. But, (laughs) um, I guess what's on now, like, uh, I love Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, my wife wife and I just finished writing a, uh, spec script for it actually. Um, amazing. So that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and so I would love to, to be on Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, I mean, that show is just so funny and so quick and they are what we were noticing as we were going through it. Like there were some jokes that we, we were going to write and then we're like no that's that's actually too easy a joke they never make a joke like this mm-hmm. um and so they're like all right all right that's not that doesn't fit the tone of this so they they pick the next harder joke than the one that uh, would be easy to do a lot of times mm-hmm. um, which i really think is fun um and i guess well, cause you,
1: you get both right like in a lot of those cases the obvious joke you've already like the audience sort of thinks it like maybe yeah. i'm way off base here but like Sometimes a joke sets itself up and you don't even really have to do it because people are like, oh, they're totally about to say this. And then when they don't and they say something funnier, yeah, it's like you kind of get both. But you said it's something you and your wife do together with the
2: writing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she and I, um, we just started writing together, um, you know, d- during this uh, quarantine here. I mean, we had written some sketches together before uh, and that kind of thing. But um, we also because, uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> side note, um my friend Libby Slater and I, we started writing a sketch comedy show uh, a while back and we've shot a couple of sketches and we're just trying to, you know, get them together to have enough to roll out one at a time Mm -hmm. um, so that people can binge them, you know? Um, (laughs) But, uh, and then Keely jumped when I met Keely, then uh, my wife uh, and then we started um, all writing on that together. And then um, now Keely and I have started writing longer stuff. Uh, We've written one pilot, um, and one spec script here, and we are gonna write another spec script for uh, Bob's Burgers, because um, that's another one of our nice. f- favorite shows. And I would love to be on that too. But they, I mean, it's like almost always like A-list celebrity guest cast on there. Sure. But, right. but the fun thing I have a fun time just trying to guess who the like as soon as I hear the voice, see how few syllables I can have it take before I figure out who the guest, the celebrity guest is. Um, but uh, and, and a lot of times I think what's fun about that is that unlike say The Simpsons where when they have a big celebrity guest on there, they make a big deal about them being the celebrity guest and it's like they're playing themselves or someone who's clearly yeah. based on them whereas like Bob's Burgers is just like, it's just another character, you know, it's just another dude. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a, uh, that, the, yeah, the, some of those, it's I don't even, I get confused. Like I'll try and do that with like picking who the voice is and mm-hmm. I'll think it's that and then I'll see the credits and be like, well, I was not I was way
2: off. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I do, I do get that. With some, some of them, I've, I've gotten wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I guess, and you know, I do a lot of voice match auditions and stuff mm-hmm. when I'm doing voiceovers. So I think that might help me hear certain things in people's voices where I go, okay, oh, this is what, because right. that's the stuff I'm looking for when I'm trying to match a voice is to go, okay, what are specific idiosyncrasies about this person's voice.
0: Uh, when was the last time you went to Mass? Have you have you been able to, like, gone to any private Masses recently, or have you been locked down with no, like the rest the of us?
2: last time I went to Mass was March... It was either March 15th or it was March 8th.
0: Yeah, that's what I... I think mine was the 15th, I think. Yeah, I think... I think
2: I was,
1: was the, the 8th, because yeah, I, I, I was... I, the weekend before they officially shut it down in Dallas, they dispensed everyone from their obligation, and I just wasn't feeling well. And so I thought, well, okay, like I'll be conservative and not go. And I guess I'm glad I didn't go, because that wouldn't have been respectful of everyone else. Right. Um, I don't think I realized that that was going to be the last chance for a very long time. Like, I may have you know, just not breathed on anybody or touched anything, <laughs> but I probably made the responsible choice by not going, but yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that it was then going to be fully because even now, like my parish, they're just allowed to do daily masses a couple times a week. Like they still can't even do Sunday wow. mass. So
2: yeah, yeah, we're but, supposed to be opening things up with certain restrictions here this weekend, um, but I, I imagine we'll sp- still be dispensed a, a little while longer here.
0: Zach and I have thought that the dispensation may last like through the end of the year. Wow, that would I don't be know if I. I wild. hope not, but it it just seems like it.
1: I just think it'll be a minute before they tell people like under pain of sending mask. Right, you have to right. Yeah,
2: no, that's that's you know you're probably right on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that's true. Even if they go, okay, well, here are the certain circumstances you can, but also if you can't make it or the, this is too onerous, then yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, or
1: if you're like scared. Yeah, because right. I mean, a lot of people, like I have some friends that they're, I mean, they're just really freaked out about all of this yeah and i don't know you know to the most a lot of it is actually if you look around fairly rational like everyone's losing their jobs and all this stuff and yeah to the extent that it's irrational they'll come to work that out but um you know this can for a lot of people this is a genuinely scary you know time
2: yeah yeah absolutely in these
1: uncertain times
2: yeah
0: well, what you got? Any uh, final words? Anything else you want the people to check out? Where can they find you? What can they? You yeah, know?
2: I mean, find me. Best place to connect with me is probably Instagram. I'm at Kaiser Johnson. There, um, that's K A I S E R J O H N S O N, and also on Twitter. But I'm I'm most active probably most active on Instagram. But then, but I always check my Twitter. If you hit me up there um and i'm
1: following you right now awesome If i wasn't already i think
2: i followed you on twitter but i don't know if are you on instagram if you're on instagram i'll follow you right now too but um Mm. but the yeah so that's the best place to find out about what's going on uh because i do have all this other kind of stuff um so i'm also writing uh some so i've got another book coming another non-fiction book coming from our sunday visitor um beginning of 2021 um and that one the title i have for it and we'll see if it if they keep it which I hope they do um, is how to be miserable and alone—the bad advice we take from our culture—and um, <laughs> that's a that's a, that. a basic that's uh, basically it's uh, twelve of the biggest lies that our our culture has us believing in that even we as Catholics like totally buy into when it's. Basically heresy, um, and so it's structured with. It starts out with a clickbait article title for every chapter, and then um, a contrast. It like a real one that a we I've actually found, and then sourced a quote from a, an actual article, um, and then followed up by a sat a Satan sorry saint quote not a Satan quote that's the same quote <laughs> a saint quote that contrasts uh, with that, and then we go into the the chapter. So I'm very proud of that, um, and. So that's, that's coming out, but yes, yeah, so you can find out more about that. Uh, and then I also am writing a, a, a fiction work, which is a 1920s uh, pulp adventure uh, thing. So um, if you want to hear more about that, follow me there too, because then you can keep up to date. So. Man,
1: you're so busy. It just sounds like you're always doing something fun.
2: I'm always trying to do something fun. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's I'm always trying to do something creative, something productive, something productive and uh something enjoyable so yeah
0: amazing well thanks for coming on thanks for uh you know talking to me again for the first time in
1: five six years
2: that's not accurate Matt <laughs> <laughs> no it's not well, he lays
1: the Matt lays the guilt on Eddie, <laughs> uh, let me tell you mm-hmm. I mean like,
0: if Zach doesn't text me back and it's been 10 minutes i am like geez okay well I guess we're not friends
2: anymore <laughs> I mean that's fair I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it it is good talking with you, um, you know, in this long, long time that it has been. Darn right. So, yeah, in these yeah. uncertain in times. In these uncertain yeah. times.
0: Now
1: more than ever, yeah. we're <laughs> thankful that you came on this podcast. Yeah,
0: we're all in this podcast together. <laughs> well, all right, thank Daniel. You. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>